little sunshine sing a little sunshine song put a smile upon your face as if there's nothing wrong think about a good time had a long time ago think about forgetting about your worries and your woes walking in the sunshine sing a little sunshine song walking in sunshine on your way back to school ohio county marshall county st c they're the ones going back to school today hopefully you'll have a great day by now you probably are in school uh, but uh, hopefully the kids and the teachers will enjoy their first day back in school. And weather-wise, they're going to have a good one. A sunny, high around 80 today, same for tomorrow. Some showers and thunderstorms could come in on Thursday, but it's going to be a lot warmer. 88 could be pushing close to 90, probably with 88 as a, as a real temperature. Feels like it'll be 90-ish or so. Uh, showers again on Friday, but then a good weekend. Nice weekend, sunshine, blue skies. A little cooler 70s for the weekend and going into Monday, 68, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport, 67 at the Highlands, 70 in my backyard in Elm Grove, and 66 degrees here at the Robinson Otter Group Studios, downtown Wheeling in the heart of the Ohio Valley. Bob, I don't know if you caught the ABC newscast they were talking about. Uh, Chicago's got a heat wave now. How hot is it? So hot that the kids are not going to go back to school today. They're starting with remote learning. Too hot for the kids to go to school. They're going to learn from home. That's hot, Howard. That is that is that is hot. And, again, I shared with you earlier some statistics. 8,304 heat records were broken in America this year. Um, I have to go back and look and see how Phoenix is doing and how it did do. You remember there were over 30 days of above 110 degrees for a while there. Uh, they did drop down. The last I remember us talking about it, they had dropped all the way down to 107. And I don't know how things have worked out there, but it has been a very, very, very strange weather-wise summer. 9-11 here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Uh, if you uh, want to join us, please do so. Uh, text line's been kind of quiet. Kind of quiet. Yeah, it's been kind of quiet. Text line's been quiet all morning. 304-214-1600. 304-214-1600. Feel free to text in on the Frio Stack auction service text line. Uh, or you can use the uh, Frio Stack auction service phone line, 304-232-8255. 304-232-TALK. And we can use that as well. Uh, Abe, I'm, uh, Abe, I'm going to get, I'm not ignoring you, Abe. You just sent me a text, but I'm going to hold off on that because I'm holding that subject for a little bit later. But I'll, I'm not, just I don't want Abe, Abe to think I'm ignoring him. I just got a, a text from Abe. I do want to point out that because uh, we've made some changes uh, on our uh, afternoons, including the Pine Room Boys will now be uh, always on Fridays during football season and always live at the local Gumby's restaurant. So if you want to go visit with them, you can do that. They'll be at Gumby's. Elm Grove again this week, Bob? Elm Grove, absolutely, from 12 to 3 this Friday. They'll be uh, around and about different Gumby's locations, but uh, frequently out at the Gumby's in Elm Grove. Uh, stop by and visit the Pine Room team from noon to 3 on Friday this week and every week. Uh, and that means that Donnie uh, Gilbert gets moved a little bit to Thursdays. The Donnie Gilbert Radio Show will now be on Thursdays from noon until 3. Coming up this Thursday, uh, Nelson Croft is back with the Pet of the Week from the Animal Shelter. Uh, Samantha Walters is up, the Director of Public Relations for Communicare, supporting Moundsville, Cameron, and Wellsburg Healthcare Centers. Um, Dave McLaughlin is back talking about the benefit for Frank Gilbert coming up this Sunday at St. Jude Park in Glendale. Uh, the Cornhole King is in. Who? The Cornhole King. He goes by that title? I only know what I read here. 
Uh, and he's got new information to pass along to the Ohio Valley. I bet he does. I bet he does. Um, the return of high school and college football picks is back at 1.30. Uh, your buddy uh, Bear and Lola will be offering their top five this week as well. That's coming up on the Donnie Gilbert Radio Show. He will spend a good bit of time talking about the Frank Gilbert benefit event. I want to take a minute here to talk Absolutely. about that. Uh, Frank Gilbert, and you, many of you know Frank. He was frequently on with Donnie. Um, uh, he's Donnie's brother. Older brother? Younger brother? Frank younger. Is, Frank is younger, I thought, yeah. Uh, Donnie Gilbert's younger brother. He took a terrible, terrible fall. Uh, gee, it's been about a month ago. It's been that long. It's been a while, yes. Um, and and was in a coma for a long period of time. And was CPR uh, had to be performed to, to, to you know keep it, him alive. It was really touch and go. And let's be brutally honest about it. There were an awful lot of people thinking he wasn't going to make it. He, it looks like he's going to make it, but he has a lot of territory yet to cover, a lot of rehab to go, and so on. So they're having a benefit for Frank. This Sunday at St. Jude Park uh, in Glendale from 1 to 8 p.m. Uh, it's $25 for a ticket. That includes food, beer, drinks, live bands all day, raffles, auctions, gift baskets. Um, I don't know if I can say a gun raffle. I'm not sure I can say that. So I but don't not, say it, Howard. So I probably shouldn't say there's a gun raffle. Uh, <laughs> Might be. We don't know. 50-50 drawing and, a, and tattoo, tattoo gift certificates. Okay, that's cool. Um, so... It's a uh, fundraiser for Frank Gilbert. Uh, Frank's just a crazy, crazy guy. And, you know, to see someone with the kind of life and exuberance that Frank always has uh, to be laying there and not able to do anything, I mean, it's just, just a horrible story. But we hopefully he will recover and recover fully after a while, but needs some help. So the Frank Gilbert Benefit event is this Sunday. 1 to 8, St. Jude Park uh, down in Glendale. What a big turnout. Want to raise a lot of money. Now we just got to keep our fingers crossed, Howard. Uh, now they have an alternative if, if, if the weather is too bad to go inside. But uh, we want to keep our fingers crossed. Looking ahead, it looks like they might have to uh, keep the fingers crossed with the rain. Yeah, but I think no, I think the forecast is for a sunny with a high around 76. Oh, that's great. That's so what they it want. It should, should be an absolutely perfect, perfect weather. Then. Uh, Donnie will talk more about it on his show on Thursday of this week. A uh, couple of things that the Wheeling Council's Development Committee is picking up on this week that I thought we would just take a minute or two to talk to the vice mayor about. One is uh, parking in downtown. The other is I don't qu quite know what they're talking about, but it's on their agenda. I know because I got it right here in front of me. It says outdoor dining program. So I'll talk to Chad Thalman about these things coming up next on the Watchdog Morning Show. Good Tuesday morning, everyone. I'm Taylor Long with your 7 News headlines on this August the 20th. Why? Just think about it. Why is the number one selling brand of chainsaws not sold at Lowe's or the Home Depot? We can give you over 10,000 reasons. That's how many authorized local steel dealers you can find across the country. Visit one and you'll find a range of dependable gas and battery powered tools from trimmers to blowers. And you'll find service from experienced professionals. Real steel. Find yours at steelusa.com. Lowe's and Home Depot are trademarks of their respective companies. Hello, it's John Kozik, founder and president of TurboTrack Realty, and I buy houses as is, fast for cash. Call me today for an all-cash offer on any of your properties, and we can close within days at 614-470-2000, 614-470-2000. Do you own a property that's outdated and needs thousands of dollars in repairs? Great, I'll buy it. Give us a call today for an all-cash offer at 614-470-2000, 614 
888-484-4472000. Would it be convenient for you if you could simply take what you wanted and leave the rest behind? Great, I'll buy it. I buy vacant properties, inherited homes, divorce situations, death in the family, apartment buildings, rental portfolios. I even buy my tenant won't pay me the rent houses. Call TurboTrack Realty today for an all-cash offer and speak with one of our friendly staff members at 614-472-000-614-472-000. A serious injury from an accident can be just the start of your worries. What if you cannot return to work? How do you take care of your family if you're disabled? At Gellner Law Offices, we represent seriously injured people and understand their problem. We know how to get you fair compensation. We will work hard to make sure you get the money you deserve for your losses. Don't go it alone. If you're hurt in an accident, call us at 304-242-2900 or visit us at gellnerlaw.com. We'd like to help. Turn that radio dial and walk in because the guys from the Pine Room Podcast come right here to the Watchdog with a new, extended, and revamped show. Adding six more hours into the week, join the guys from the Pine Room Podcast every Tuesdays and Thursdays from 12 noon to 3 o'clock to talk local, national, and global sports, news, pop culture, and everything in between. The Pine Room Podcast, right here on The Watchdog. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer. So stop in and check out Toyota's wide range of all-wheel and four-wheel drive vehicles, like a sporty Camry or a stylish Corolla, both with great MPGs. Or test drive a new RAV4, Highlander, or Corolla Cross, each with plenty of cargo room, and be ready for any summer adventure. Visit buyatoyota.com, the official website for deals. Hurry, offers end September 5th. Toyota, let's go places. On FM. On AM, online, on demand, and on video. We are where you are. The Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe is here now. Nine eighteen. It's a Tuesday morning edition of the Watchdog Morning Show. I invited Wheeling's Vice Mayor Chad Thalman to come on and join us. It's kind of a preview of a preview, if that's the way to look at it. Wheeling's Development Committee, Council's Development Committee, is going to take up a couple of issues this week. So that would be in preparation before anything would go before Council. So this is kind of looking down the road. But there were a couple of interesting things I wanted to talk to the Vice Mayor about and kind of get a little, uh, a little look ahead at all these things. Chad, good morning. Welcome to the show. Morning, Howard. Happy to be here. Um, a couple of things I want to talk to you about. One of them is I never thought about this until actually I saw a story in the paper yesterday. Everybody's complaining about all the, you know, the streetscape work and the streets are all cut up and storm sores going in and water lines going in and curb cuts and blah, 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 blah. Uh, and, of course, it's meant a lot of parking has gone away during the, during the work. I never thought about what's going to happen about parking when the streetscape is done. What are, are there plans built into the streetscape for parking post uh, construction? No, Howard. Uh, as far as I know, there are no plans, and that's one of the things we wanted to discuss tomorrow. Um, so as you probably know, Howard, a lot of the sidewalks on Main Street, at least the river side of Main Street, have been replaced. The meters were removed, and the meters have not been put back in. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my, my personal preference, I'm only speaking for myself here, is that we do not put the meters back in place on Main Street, Market Street, and, and the cross streets, and instead we give free two-hour parking. And, you know, this is going to be up to city staff to keep track of that. They're going to have to chalk tires and keep track of how long the cars have been there. Um, but that would be my preference, and I asked the mayor to put this on the development committee agenda. 
so we can discuss this tomorrow evening and come up with a plan as to how we're going to move forward with parking in downtown Wheeling as the streetscape progresses. You know, um, there's been talk about free parking over the years. Uh, I think you still do free parking like at uh, Christmas time or things like that, but uh, it's something that's been talked about for years and there's always been objections raised. The city needs the money or uh, how are you going to make sure that people don't stay more than two hours or whatever it is. So you're probably going to run up against some of those objections again, right? Well, Howard, we, we do have free parking after 5 o'clock and on the weekends. And, and the purpose of meters, you know, from my point of view, is not to generate revenue for the city. The purpose of meters is to create turnover. Because what Wheeling wants and what, what every city in the country wants is people that are coming downtown or center market for a short amount of time to use the streets. And then, and then the people who are coming downtown for an extended period of time, you know, multiple hours all day, to use the surface lots in the garages. The problem we ran into several years ago is uh, we had a lot of people parking on the street all day long, parking at the meters all day long. And we had a lot of business owners complaining, saying, hey, you know, my customers can't find a place to park because, you know, the meters are full all day long. So what we ended up having to do is we had to raise parking tickets. Parking tickets for being at an expired meter used to be $3. I think it cost, you know, $2 something to park all day in the garage. So a lot of people would just park all day at the meter and take the $3 ticket. Right. And sometimes you get lucky and you don't get a ticket, but that frustrated the business owners. So what we did is we raised parking tickets up to $10 in, for being on an expired meter, and that forced a lot of those people who would normally park all day on the street into the garages, into the parking lots, and that made the businesses happy. Um, so now we, we've got to come up with a plan as to what we're going to do as the streetscape progresses. As I said, my, my personal preference would be not to replace the meters and instead to give free two-hour parking but we are relying on city staff to keep track of that, the chalk tires, and to enforce that so people don't park on the streets all day long and, and uh, frustrate the business owners. You know, you mentioned Center Market. There, there are really two different parking situations. Center Market is a very busy area, and you have a lot of businesses, and you do want to make sure businesses uh, that parkers come and they go. Currently, while there are a handful of good businesses downtown, it is not that it's not the kind of place where you have a lot of businesses yet. But I guess what you got to do is think what's going to happen after the streetscape. I think we're all anticipating uh, additional businesses coming in when the streetscape is done. Some are already beginning to get ready to come in. So you've got to look forward to that as well. Yeah, and, and you know what, Howard, I mean, there's, it's kind of twofold here. One, I think, well, let me say the, the, the parking meters in Center Market look, look great. The Wheeling Arts Commission painted those several years ago. But the parking meters in downtown Wheeling, I think, are a little bit of an eyesore. And we got these brand new sidewalks. So the idea of drilling holes in the sidewalk and installing yeah. parking meters, to me, just it, it doesn't look right. But more importantly than that, by giving free two-hour parking, I think we're hoping out the business a little bit. The city will see a slight reduction in, in revenue since the city's not getting all those quarters from the meters. But I, I think that will be more than worth it by the assistance we're giving the businesses and the tiny little um, you know, break, financial break we're giving people who visit downtown and park downtown. I'm old enough to remember when the argument was made, and I think it is no longer valid, but the argument was made that uh, you, the parking meter revenue was pledged to pay off bonds on the parking garages. Therefore, you couldn't get rid of, uh, of paid meters. If I remember correctly, and I could be wrong, I think we've paid those bonds off, so that isn't an issue anymore. I have not heard that, so I'm going to assume it's not an issue. Okay. Um, you know what? I'll I tell you what I do. Um, I, don't mind paying, I don't mind paying the parking meter. I just hated the idea of feeding the meter, you know, and, and, and you know, coming back and so on. I use the Park Mobile app now. 
Yeah, I, I know a lot of people use it. I was happy to see it. Um, yeah, it went into effect maybe uh, a few years ago, so it was one of the things city council pushed city staff to do just to kind of you know, get up to the 21st century and, and make our parking situation a little bit modern, more modern here in the city of Wheeling. But, yeah, a lot of people use the app, and I think it's, it's very convenient. There had been some talk from time to time about some sort of, I don't even know exactly how it would work. I know other cities do it, some sort of kiosks around that would uh, that would allow you to, well, I'm not quite sure what, but instead of parking meters, you'd have kiosks in certain places where you could, I don't know whether you feed the kiosks or put credit cards in or what. You're more in favor of just saying, let's, let's forget about it. Let's just, have, let's just open the streets up and let people park, right? Yeah, absolutely. I, my personal preference, and again, I'm only speaking for myself. I'm, I'm curious to hear what the rest of uh, city council has to say and what city staff has to say. But my personal preference would be to not replace the meters, not to add kiosks, and to give free two-hour parking. But again, you know, city staff does have to stay on top of that. And the meter attendants are going to have to chalk tires or keep track of license plates or whatever they do to make sure that people are only parking for two hours and they're not parking all day on the street, which, you know, uh, takes up takes up a spot that could go to a customer. I remember, again, I'm old enough to remember when there were a lot of businesses downtown. And I remember some business owners would actually pay their employees to go park somewhere else <laughs> because that was what was happening was they were parking in front of the store and he said, no, I need, I need space in front of my store for the customers. So I'll give you a little extra. You can go park in the garage or go do something else and to encourage them to discourage them from parking right, right in front of the store. We are chair. Let's be brutally honest about it. I don't care how old you are. I'm an old guy, but, um, uh, we're, 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 we're people of convenience. You know, we don't want to have to go too far and want to park our car and go right into the store. Yeah, you know, and it's all of its perception. I mean, when people come downtown or center market, they expect to park right in front of the store they're going to. But, you know, people will go up to Highlands and, and go to Cabela's and park, you know, 100 yards from the front door of Cabela's and, and not think anything of it. So I think a little bit is a little bit of it is perception um, and a little bit of it is habits and expectations. But we need to get people, you know, I think back in the habit of walking through downtown, walking, walking through center market and, you know, uh, looking at all the storefronts and maybe walking stores they didn't intend to walk into just as they window shop. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, Center Market, I think, is developing that much more. And I know that, uh, again, I think we have to look. What, what, what has to be done now is looking forward to what the downtown will be like when the streetscape is done. I mean, it's not going to be the way it used to be. And thank God it's not going to be the way it currently is. It's going to be a different downtown when the streetscape is done. And we've got to really think ahead to what's going to happen. Although, actually, Chad, you guys can make some, you know, some recommendations or decisions or whatever. Uh, likelihood is the streetscape will not be done till you guys are out of office. Well, unless you run for mayor. But, I mean, in general, uh, the, the current council will probably be out of office before the streetscape is done. Yeah, that is correct. And that's, next council gets sworn into office July 1st of, of 2024 next year. I At one point in time, I was told the streetscape was supposed to be done in November of 2024, although I've heard there's been some delays due to underground infrastructure issues. And that's pro the streetscape will probably not be completed until 2025. Um, so yeah, even if it's completed on time, November of 2024, that will be the next city council. But you can offer some recommendations and some thoughts. Another thing you guys are talking about tomorrow night is an issue that I know, and you and I have talked about on the show before, is the sidewalk rehabilitation. You're really big on trying to get more of our sidewalks repaired. Yeah, absolutely. And, and there's city-owned sidewalks that are in disrepair, and I think first and foremost, the city needs to take care of their own sidewalks. Um, but in the state of West Virginia, sidewalks are the responsibility of the property owners. The vast majority of sidewalks in the city of Wheeling are, are privately, basically privately owned, even though it's technically a, a right-of-way. And for whatever reason, over the last 20 years or so, the city ordinances um, involving sidewalks have not been enforced. 
So we're in a situation now where it's going to take tens of millions of dollars. The last estimate I saw was over $20 million to get all the sidewalks in the city up to par. You know, some of them, some of them need repaired. A lot of them need replaced. And what I would like to do is, is, is come up with a program to assist the property owners in, in this in this burden of replacing these sidewalks, fixing these sidewalks. So it's something I've been pushing for since I was reelected in 2020. We've been asked the city staff for a plan. And, um, you know, we'll see what they have to say tonight. Or, excuse me, tomorrow night. Something like the facade program that uh, so many people took advantage of where they could improve their own homes with some help from the city, something like that for the sidewalks? Yeah, I mean, I think that would be a good idea. I mean, even the city just helping, you know, bid out these sidewalks, you know, in, in a bulk contract. I mean, so each individual homeowner isn't paying for, you know, the, isn't, isn't bidding this out on their own. If you can get them all, the, the whole neighborhood together or whatever the case may be, maybe you get a bulk rate. You know, any ideas that city staff have to make this less of a burden on the property owners is something that I think we need to consider. Yeah, okay, and I know this, been a, this has been a big thing. Of, as you said, really since you've gotten to office, that's been a big Big issue for yours, the sidewalk repair. And it certainly is, you know, we, we talk a lot about downtown wheeling, and, and that most of those are being done now with the streetscape. But neighborhood sidewalks, particularly in certain neighborhoods, are in particularly bad disrepair. Yeah, Howard, I couldn't, I can't even tell you the number of times just since I've been on city council that I see parents pushing strollers in the street or I see older or disabled individuals riding the motorized carts in the street because the sidewalks are in such such disrepair. And to me, that's completely unacceptable. We need to get our sidewalks up the part here in the city of Wheeling. It's been decades since we've really done anything about it, and the can's been kicked down the road too long, and we need to address it. Before I let you go, one other issue, and I don't know what you're going to be talking about. I simply saw it on the agenda that I have in front of me. You're going to be talking about an outdoor dining program. What is our current outdoor dining status in Wheeling? I know we had, we expanded a little bit on it after the pandemic or during the pandemic. Uh, what, are, what are you going to be talking about tomorrow night? Yeah, so the city of Wheeling, um, after the pandemic, got some some uh, money from the federal government, American Rescue Plan funds, and that, that those funds were heavily restricted. There was only certain things you could spend them on. But one of the things we could spend that money on was to enhance or create outdoor dining. And this is something that I really thought was important when I talked to people. You know, people really like to eat outside. They really like restaurants that have outdoor seating. And I think restaurants that have outdoor seating have a little bit of a competitive advantage over restaurants that don't have it. I agree. So several years ago, this program was created to help, similar to the City of Wheeling Facade program, to help pay for some of the costs to add or to expand or enhance outdoor dining options in the City of Wheeling. And there's probably, you know, half a dozen restaurants or so around town that took advantage of it. Um, I, I know um, River City, Wheeling Heritage is going to take advantage of it here soon to create outdoor dining that doesn't exist, you know, on the side of their building. And there's several other restaurants that had outdoor dining, but they use this funds to replace the awnings or, or whatever the case may be. Um, so I think it's been a successful program. Councilwoman Ketchum asked that it be added to the agenda because she would like to discuss it more. I don't know all the details as to what she wants to bring up. Uh, but this is a program that I think has been successful, and I'm proud that this has been put into place and has helped uh, create and enhance some outdoor dining in the city of Wheeling. Long before the pandemic, I always thought there was a need for more outdoor dining. I'm an outdoor dining dining kind of guy. I like the idea of, you know, in, if the weather is good, sitting outside and, you know, uh, having your lunch uh, it, in, in the great outdoors. The Alpha's got outdoor dining. The uh, She mentioned River City's going to do it. Bridge Tavern did. Now, it's not there because they're doing the renovation work, but hopefully they'll They'll bring it out. Generations, of course, has their big deck out there. I'm trying to think. Oh, Figaretti's opened yeah, open up an outdoor dining. I think Figaretti's took advantage of the program. The Alpha took advantage of the program. I think TJ's has a little small outdoor dining section. Yep. Kind yep. of in the back of the building, they took advantage of the program. I think Owen Jack took advantage of the program. Um, and I'm probably forgetting one or two other restaurants.
But I, I, I think, you know, I, I just, I enjoy outdoor, as long as it's, you know, the weather is right, it's good, and actually some of these places put heaters for the summertime or for the wintertime as well. I saw last week an article, uh, Chad, St. Clairsville is considering an outdoor drinking zone. Ever think about that? You know, it's not something I've been involved with. I know um, uh, Mayor Elliott and I think Councilman Ty Thorngate have, have looked into this. They've been speaking to the city solicitor for at least a year now. I know, um, they, I believe uh, they've spoken to some, some business owners, restaurant owners, as to whether or not they would, they would, they would um, appreciate something like this. And I don't know the status of it, but I, I think it's, it's probably on the city solicitor's desk. It's. Uh, it, it, I have mixed feelings about this. I, I think it opens up the door to some potential trouble, but I also think it kind of adds to the. Um, oh, what's the ambiance? Isn't quite the right word, but the there's a there's a feel to a downtown where you allow people to just come out, not go get all gooned up, but you know, just have a drink and and wander in a certain area for a while. I I think there's some value to it, but I think there's a downside to it as well. And again, St. Clairsville, I know is is thinking about doing it in their downtown. And I think it's probably worth looking at here in the city of Wheeling, but there have to be some kind of restrictions, I guess. All right. And I think you've got to be careful as to what, what, what streets or what neighborhoods you, you open it up to. I think Center Market would make sense. Um, you know, maybe par- parts of downtown, but I, you know, I think you've got to be really careful as to what areas you open this up to. I, I, I completely agree. It's, it's, it was not something that you just want to say every, you know, ab- you're absolutely, um, absolutely correct. All right, Chad, I appreciate uh, your time this morning. Thanks for uh, coming in. There's these. I just thought these things were worth looking at ahead of time, so we know the Development Committee is going to talk about it. We'll find out what, what more other council members have to say at your meeting on uh, Wednesday night. Um, and I thank you for joining me today. Yeah, anytime, Eric. Hey, Chad, did you notice something? What's that? I didn't ask you if you're running for mayor. You did not, but you made a reference to it, and you typically do ask. But, yes, you, you, did, not, you did not blatantly ask me until... Uh, until right now, just you know, making a reference to it. That is accurate, Harris. So are you running for mayor? You know what, Howard? I'm not going to run for city council again. I've told people that before. I live in Ward 1, and there's several people in Ward 1 that have reached out to me and asked if I was going to run and indicated that if I don't run, that they will run. I, I've assured them I'm not going to run for re-election in Ward hmm. 1. Hmm. So I know there's several people that are going to run for that seat since I'm not running for it. Um, I've told you before I am thinking about running for mayor, but it's, you know, and I know, I know elected officials give this answer all the time, but I'm really focused on, I'm just doing my job right now and trying to make Wheeling the best city it can be and moving Wheeling forward. The election's not till May. The filing deadline's not till January. So um, if a decision's made, it will be made in the next several months. Yeah, like until January. Hey, hey, Chad, you know who you're sounding like? Uh, what? Joe Manchin. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not running for president. I'm not running for Senate. If I run for anything, we'll be mayor. That All is right. it. Chad, thanks for joining me. I appreciate it. Have a good day. You too, Eric. All right. 936, 24, Then he's like Manchin. Well, I will make my decision when the time comes. I think he's given us a pretty good indication there. Don't you think, though, Bob? I'm not going to run that way. I'm not going to run for council. Okay. He doesn't strike me as a guy who is ready to give up public life based on the things he was talking about today. So one can infer. We can only infer. 936, 24 till the hour. Um, is Taylor ready again? She, well, she was ready before. That she was tried to fault. jump in early. I, I gave her the wrong cue. <laughs> Taylor Long is here. I'll have LA headlines. Good Tuesday morning, everyone. I'm Taylor Long with your 7 News headlines on this August the 22nd. Four children were removed from a home in Mingo Junction yesterday after two of them were found wandering outside on the roadway. Passing drivers called police after nearly hitting them. The kids were wearing soiled diapers and dirty t-shirts, no shoes or socks. 
A witness recognized the children and police took them to their home on the 100 block of Spring Avenue. Police say the front door was open and the inside of the home was in deplorable conditions. Four children were taken from the home and placed with a family member and the mother was arrested on pending child endangerment charges. Stay with 7 News for updates. Staying in Jefferson County, the search is ongoing for a missing teen. Police say 16-year-old Nick Connor was last seen Friday night walking along train tracks in the Toronto area. Connor is described as standing 5'10", weighing 340 pounds. Authorities say it's possible that Connor was catfished and currently has no money and his phone is off. If you have any information, you're urged to call police at 740-537-1591. And over to Harrison County, 22 miles is a long way to walk. In just a few weeks, those 22 miles will represent the 22 veterans and first responders who commit suicide each day. On Saturday, September 2nd, a group will gather for a 12-hour walk at Sally Buffalo Park. Anyone is welcome to join them as they raise awareness for this critical issue. They're also asking for donations that will go towards the Harrison County Veterans and First Responders Jamboree. Even if you aren't up for the full 22 miles, you're still welcome to participate. And AAA says oil prices are relatively low, but heat in the south and the threat of hurricane season are keeping gas prices high. West Virginia's average price has leveled off after a spike now at $3.70 a gallon. That's an 11 cent spike in the last week. Now, Ohio's average is $3.58 and has actually come down six cents in the last week. The national average is $3.87. That was a look at your headlines. Have a terrific Tuesday. I'm Taylor Long, working for you. hospital rising up to the challenges of today's healthcare demands. WVU Medicine Wheeling Hospital delivers the right care close to home. Developing new and exclusive services, recruiting top surgeons, featuring the highest level of orthopedic surgery, improving healing, rehab time, and outcomes. Offering innovative heart care through our WVU Heart and Vascular Institute. Establishing outstanding urology services with a highly experienced urologist and staff. Providing comprehensive, world-class women's health services. And equipping the WVU Cancer Institute at Wheeling Hospital with cutting-edge science for the highest standard of care. We embody the mountaineer spirit, building upon strong traditions, moving forward with compassion. WVU Medicine Wheeling Hospital, delivering the right care at the right place, at the right time. New class, fresh faces. A new school year welcomes us in. It's back to school time. And we're here with you on the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe.
9.41.19 to the hour here on the uh, Watchdog Morning Show. Sometimes I, 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 I outthink myself. Uh, I had thrown out a topic at the uh, very first hour of the show, and I knew we weren't going to have time to get into it when I threw it out, and I thought we'd have more time for it later in the day. And then all morning long I've been thinking I want to save it until tomorrow. Maybe we can get more involvement in it. I think I want to touch on it here and maybe revisit it to early tomorrow if, if we have a chance. And the issue was, the question was, I, came, I stole it from somebody else's Facebook page last night. Uh, if you could talk to any person, living or dead, who would it be and why? Now, most of the people began by saying, I'd talk to my granddad or I would talk to my mom or what have you. And that probably is a very legitimate answer for almost all of us. I'm purpose, my, personally, as I talk about this, I'm kind of skipping past that because I think that's an obvious answer. I'd love to talk to my, I'd love to talk to my parents again, my aunt Peggy again. I'd I'd, I'd like to to do that. Uh, my brother, for that matter, my buddy Tom Stobert again. You know all those things. Um, but I think I'm going to. I'm personally, I'm just kind of stepping away, stepping away from the uh, personal side. Bob, did you give any thought to it? Yeah, I, th- I think I'll save that for a seance, Howard, uh, speaking with uh, a, a, a loved members. one that's yeah, passed. Yeah, I got you. But, you know, I still feel kind of guilty. So I'm, if we do get back into it tomorrow, I might have a better answer. But right now the answer is because I got to know. I just got to know. It's either going to be an assassin, Lee Harvey, or John Wilkes because <laughs> okay, all right. I would like to know. You know, again, I told the story since a little lad at Esbridge School, I've, I've – I've had this mystery on who killed John F. Kennedy. Who di- who did this? And I'm pretty much come to the realization, Howard, at 61, I'll probably never know the answer to that question. But you have some strong opinions. You have some, fe- but but so you'd like to talk to maybe Lee Harvey. Was you a patsy, Lee Harvey, or you know, tell me about this, Jack what, Ruby? Know, why did you shoot yeah. Lee Harvey? What, what? Who put you up to it? Yeah, I I can uh, I can hear that. Um, the other, on the Facebook page that I was looking at, the other answer, number one, I think people were saying grandpa, grandma, mom, dad, what have you. Uh, the other one was Jesus. And again, good Christian that I am, I get that. I get that. But I think that's almost also too obvious. I mean, I guess I could say God, you know, God, what are we here for, for God's sake? Well, for God's sake, I shouldn't say it that way. Um, but I'm gonna let that. I'm gonna let that let, let that slide too. Wouldn't it be fun to talk to one of our forefathers? Just like look now, way 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 back yep. when around 75, when you guys were kicking us around, uh, did you have any idea that we would be the superpower, the world superpower? And look how we've expanded. Just to, just to see what they would what, would say. And, you and, you gave who the right to vote? You let <laughs> women vote? What slaves? <laughs> slaves? Um. Actually, that is my answer today. I'm with you. I want to think more about this, and I'm going to bring it back up tomorrow, and I may change my mind. But that's my answer at the moment. Thomas Jefferson. I'd like to talk to Thomas Jefferson. As he wrote the Declaration of Independence and as he was thinking about what this country was going to be and as he he put the words down that formed our union, what does he think of where we are now? Let me tell you. Let me t- let me tell you about our president. Let me tell you this guy named Trump. I mean, I, I think I think it would be Thomas Jefferson. He'd say, "Well, let me tell you, Howard Monroe. I had my own problems. His name was Aaron Burr. There my you- vice president killed uh, yeah. Alexander Hamilton, and then we had to bring him up on treason charges. So you're preaching to the choir here, pal. So, but I think, and I, again, I may change this by tomorrow. I'm going to bring it up again tomorrow 
And I'd like you all to think about this. Use the Frio Stack Auction Service text line, and you can text in even while we're off the air. The text line works anytime. Uh, who would you like to talk to, any person living or dead, and why? Now, our good friend Abe. Let's hear it, Howard. Good morning, Abe. You see, I, I only read the first sentence, and I thought, oh, this is kind of, this is good. I want to share it. Then I read the rest of it. Mr. Monroe, if I could speak to one person that is no longer with us, it would be Thomas Jefferson. Ah, wow, you guys think alike. Just Howard. what I said. All right. So let's talk about that, Abe. Why? Why? I would love to hear his perspective on Glenn Elliott. <laughs> uh, see, I don't know. Um, I think Abe is just a smidgen obsessed. A smidgen obsessed. I, I, I could be wrong. I could be wrong, but I think he's a smidgen obsessed. Anyway, if the rest of you have thoughts on this, I, I'm going to think a little bit harder about it. I, I threw it out without giving it a whole lot of thought. Uh, but Thomas Jefferson was the name that first popped into my head. I'm setting aside, as you said, the, the family stuff. I'll have a seance for that or, you know, whatever. Um, and, I, and I thought Jesus was just too, just too much on the nose. You know, I just, nah, I mean, would I like, yeah. The other thing I guess I could say about Jesus, I think he's probably said all the important stuff already, and we've got the Bible to read that. So. A lot been written about Jesus, Howard. Yeah, yeah, and his, you know, his words have been pretty well documented, so. Uh, Thomas Jefferson is my answer at the moment, but it might change. It, it seriously, seriously, it might change. So you all can text in if you'd like to and tell me what uh, what you think, uh, and I will bring it back up for tomorrow to see if anybody else has any more thoughts on it. Or uh, you can go to my Facebook page if you want to and, and throw some thoughts on there. Or my X account. used to be Twitter. Now it's X. Go to my X account and throw some thoughts on there as well. Or my threads. I have threads. Do you have threads? Well, see, Howard, when you say threads, I think close. Ah. So you lost me there. Threads is the new. I still don't know what streaming means, Howard. So, I no, I don't know. <laughs> threads is the new Twitter. Uh, and and I, I'm trying to stay up on threads, but I'm not doing nice so threads, well. Nice threads, Howard. I'm not doing so well. I'm just barely able to hold on with X. So, anyway, 13 to the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Coming up on Metro News Hotline. On the Tuesday edition of the show, we'll continue counting down to the start of the West Virginia high school football season. Dave Brown from Steeler Depot will be here at 4 o'clock to talk about the Steelers in the preseason. And Anthony Lewis joins me at 5 o'clock to talk about the Mountaineers. Plus your calls, texts, tweets, in or out in our question of the day. Metro News Hotline with Dave Weekly. Weekday afternoons from 3 to 6 at WVMetroNews.com and on this Metro News station. Over the years, you've brought opioids into your home. They helped when you were in pain, and you held on to them just in case. But holding on to opioids puts your family at risk. Learn more at www.fda.gov slash drug disposal. The Highlands is the Ohio Valley's top spot for shopping, dining, and entertainment, too. Play a round of simulated golf at the Four Seasons course. Grab a movie with family or friends at the Marquee Cinemas, featuring 14 screens of the hottest new movies in all digital and 3D. Plus, special promotions like Flashback Cinema. Or visit the Highlands Sports Complex with turf, courts, climbing wall, and an arcade. Shopping, dining, and entertainment. Just off I-70, the top of the hill, the Highlands. Want to know what's up in Wheeling? Tune in Wednesdays at noon for your Wheeling. No two ways about it. With Mayor Glenn Elliott and Vice Mayor Chad Thalman. 
live and local only on the watchdog conversations you care about with people you know this is the watchdog morning show with howard monroe on wkkx and wvly brought to you by wvu medicine No idea what this text means, Bob. Maybe you can figure it out, and maybe I'm forgetting something. Mr. Vice Mayor, is that a substitute racehorse? That you got? You get the sense of what he's I talking. I cannot decipher that, Howard. Is, okay, is he in the racehorse business? I, I, I do not know. I do not know. Is Vice Mayor, is that a substitute racehorse? I just don't. If you would choose to elaborate on that on the Frio Stack Office Service text line, 304-214-1600, 304-214-1600, including this one. Could you remind, Mr. Monroe, could you remind your listeners when the Democrats are holding their debate? Well, I don't know that we're having a debate because uh, it looks like Biden's the the, the nominee. The only other guy is uh, RFK, right? I don't think there's anybody else in the race right now. So uh, I'm sure that if there are candidates in the race at some point, there will be a debate. I get your I get your snark there. I get your snark there. Um, There's a snark back at you too, Howard. You got to be really, really uh, proud and behind that uh, RFK Jr. Right? I mean, that guy is a real scholar. He knows exactly what he's talking about. And you know, there are there are other members of Congress carrying. Howard, the get your head up. <laughs> it's just, well, it's just it's. <laughs> we need the cameras for this. This is so depressing to me. It is so de- so 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 depressing to me. RFK Jr. There are other members of Congress that are um, carry the Kennedy name, but it's not the same Kennedy strain, right? And this is direct descendant from John Kennedy. This is this is Bobby Kennedy's kid. And he's a goof. He's a loon. He's an idiot. And yes, I'm holding my head in my hands because it's like... You his daddy be. was your hero, wasn't he, yes, Howard? Yes, yes, his daddy was my hero. Absolutely. I actually have... Um, Don't chip off the old block. Here, I Howard. have an autographed picture. He didn't autograph it for me, but um, I want to think our friends at Gold Corey and Torak gave it to me. It's an autographed picture of Bobby Kennedy going Morning, fishing. George. Going fishing. Um, and I have that. Yes, there's that. And then, then the Bobby, the young RFK Jr., what in God, what the hell happened to him? Oh, jeez. Maybe you'd like to put him on your list, Howard, the uh, the living. Maybe, I think, maybe half and half. Well, you'd like to have a conversation with him, Howard. I don't think I want to talk to him. I do not want to talk to him. I want to talk to Bob Westfall. Is he with us here? Bob's with us. Mr. Westfall, good morning, sir. Morning, Howard. Uh, how are things there? It sound a little. Uh, well, I, 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 always, I always love when you lead into me with a, uh, a tirade. You know, I, well, we we were talking about Trump, you know, not going to the debates and so on. And then I got a snarky Howard, one of the Democrats holding their debate. And I said, well, you know, we don't really have other candidates beyond Biden and, and RFK Jr. And then, you know, Slider just made me drop my head in my hands because I just I, he's a he's what? How can he be a part of that Kennedy family? How can he be a direct descendant of JFK and, and Bobby Kennedy? And now this, 
He's proof that the uh, the curse does exist, Howard. It's, again, it, 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 it can continue. Hey, Bob, um, I'm throwing this a curve you, and if you don't have an answer, that's okay, because Bob and I didn't to begin with as well. I picked this up off of somebody else's Facebook page just for fun last night. If you could talk to any person, living or dead, who would it be? And if you don't have an answer, if you don't, nothing comes to mind, that's okay, because I'm throwing that you out of the... But we've been talking about that a bit this morning. But Teddy Roosevelt. Oh, that's interesting. Why? Boy. Um, just because he was a progressive Republican and it just uh, was a strange era and just kind of want to pick his thoughts on what he thought that, that the country is, needed. That's actually pretty good. I, I'm not 100% sure I know what I, I – I, I purposely left aside everybody was saying, like, oh, I want to talk to my great-granddad or I want to talk to my mom is dead. I left the personal stuff aside. Would I like to do that? Yes, right. but I left those things aside. Um, Thomas Jefferson was the one I came up with um, because um, – you know, I think seen an old high school friend, huh? <laughs> hey, 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 hey. So he's one I would, I would, I think I'd like to talk to Thomas Jefferson, who had in his head and then on paper, sort of the formation of this whole country. What? Uh, I'd be curious. Yeah. What do you think I'd about now? Curious. What do you think about the way things are now? Well, I'd be curious to see what the reality was too. You know, we have this 200-year, 240-year image of Thomas Jefferson. Yes. And what was what was he really like? Yeah, well, that's, that's a great point. And, you know, as like Bob was saying, we'd ask him about what's he think about today, and we'd explain to him, and he'd go, what? You gave who the right to vote? What? <laughs> slaves? Right. Let the slaves vote? So that might be kind of, uh, yeah. You know what? Now that I think about it, I probably don't want to talk to Thomas Jefferson because then my whole idea of this country could be just thoroughly, thoroughly messed well, up. Well, then there's that little thing about he wanted to change the Bible around a little bit too, Howard, he but that's cut, a little bit heavy. Cut, he used to go through the Bible, actually cut ah, out. We don't want that in there. Physically cut out phrases in the Bible. Yeah, that's true. So maybe maybe, maybe I will just go back and talk to my mom, <laughs> my late mother. <laughs> anyway, Bob, uh, what are you working on today? All right. Uh, of course, it's back to school for St. Clairsville, Marshall, and Ohio County Schools. Uh, so we'll be uh, checking out with those school districts to see what's new. Uh, so obviously, uh, uh, slow down in the school zones, guys. I mean, it's uh, it's important to uh, uh, take care of our kids. So St. Clairsville is back today, Morgantown University, and all of Marshall and Ohio County schools. Uh, Central has some kind of seminar today, so technically they're not back yet. Um, but I guess they're there for a couple hours for something uh, today, so we'll uh, we'll have that as well. Uh, I'm going to check in with uh, Brook County Commission today. We're going to check on something uh, something that uh, I've been curious about is uh, mutual aid. Once the bridge is open, uh, we're going to go check that oh, out. Yeah. Um, ha- has that decided been decided? I know talking to people I have on our side of the river, the Ohio side of the river, uh, nothing's really been done actually discussed so we're going to check out that at brook county commission this morning <laughs> I'm, uh, you know, I'm laughing it's a great story a great story idea i'm laughing it's like it's like huh well there's that bridge well, what are we going to do now <laughs> that's that's right what kind of plans well, are being made that's a good point well i know they talked about uh, seven thousand cars a day is that the number? When they first, uh, yeah. yeah, when they first pitched the bridge uh, to be where they had the three locations there in Brilliant, uh, they were talking seven thousand cars a day, which would be interesting. So, uh, so that uh, something going on. Also, we got a severe excessive heat watch in Tyler County. Uh, uh, see here, it's through noon to uh, Thursday, so it's it's going to get warm out there. So uh, just be safe out there. Um, so we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, I got Zach. Tyler and Adam checking that out. So we got some warmer weather coming. 
So we've got that. And the big thing, well, not the big thing, the bigger, bigger thing today, uh, high school football kickoff show tonight, ABC ah. Ohio Valley up at Quaker Steak and Lube. Uh, we'll be talking to uh, many area coaches will be there. Uh, kids will be up there. So we're excited about this. It's become a huge tradition for us and, uh, and the teams in the OVAC. So, it, it, Bob, uh, I should know this and I don't. Is it going to be on the air or streaming or is it just going to be if you go up and you can watch it live at the Quaker Steak? It will be on ABC Ohio Valley. Okay, thank you. Appreciate that. Oh, no problem. So we'll have that. That's at 7 o'clock this evening. Uh, Scott Nolte, our newest guy, Dugan, will be there as well. Dugan Lloyd. And so we'll have that tonight. Uh, we're excited. Uh, like I said, it's become a huge tradition for us. Uh, then, we'll, like I said, we'll be doing that. Um, so those are some of the bigger things we're working on, too. Again, like I said, uh, back to school. Um, continues this week. I know Buckeye Local uh, goes back in two days. So um, by the end of the week, I think most will be back to school. The new guy, Bob, can we call him Doogie yet, or is it too early yet for no, that? No, 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 no. We're not going to do that, Bob. <laughs> Doogie, that's a nice nickname. I'm going to think of Doogie, Doogie no. When you say I'm going to think of Doogie Hauser, I don't want to do that. No, 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 he's a Dugan, he's not a Doogie. He's a Dugan, all right. That's right. Yeah, back to school day today, my uh, grandson uh, went back, I have not, uh, well, I've got a picture he sent me from, uh, he's all, all ready to go, got his backpack on, and his hair is combed, and he's smiling big, so I got these uh, ready to go for third grade, he's ready to go into third grade, I'll pick him up after school tonight, and I asked him if he would please, normally when I pick up my grandson uh, after school, and I say, how was your day, and he goes, fine. And I say, well, tell me about your day. No, I don't want to talk about my day. I asked him if he would please, just for day number, just on day number one, would he please tell me something about his day today when I pick him up? So I'll find out if he, if he does or doesn't. But uh, uh, back to, did you like to go back to school? Were you a big back to school guy, or were you? Yeah, because back back then, a thousand years ago, that we were kind of spread out. Um, you know, there was Smithfield, New Alec, and stuff like that. And you didn't really get to see your friends over the summer. Yeah. So that was really what was cool about going back to school is, is a lot of the people that lived further out. Yeah. yeah I really loved I enjoyed back to school. I didn't want to do it until like two days, but I enjoyed that, you know, getting back to school. Mr. Slider was not so well. In, nah, in, I get sick at oh, my stomach yeah. just thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, I loved the whole thing, getting the, getting, cold, getting the school supplies and getting your school clothes and all that stuff that led up to it. Yeah, it was pretty cool. These days is get your new uh, iPhone, get your new computer, get your new iPad or whatever. It's a, it's a different That's world. Different world in which yeah. they live. All right, Bob, I appreciate it. Always good talking to you, my friend. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. Thanks a lot. All right, talk to you soon. Bob Westfall from the Big 7. And now, now to, with Bob, you didn't correct me. Yeah, tomorrow is not, not tomorrow. I'm you all messed up. You, when I was talking to Adam, I was talking to him. I go, no, no, you don't talk to Adam tomorrow. And then we do talk to Adam tomorrow. We will not talk to Bob tomorrow because it's a Wednesday. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Hopefully, we'll be here together at the seven o'clock in the morning. The Watchdog Morning Show, right here. VLY Moundsville. C News. I'm Sherry Preston. According to a Georgia inmate database, one of the 19 defendants named in the election interference case, along with former President Donald Trump, has been booked at the Fulton County Jail. Scott Hall is a bail bondsman allegedly linked to stolen data. He's accused, along with the others, of conspiring to overturn the 2020 presidential election results. ABC's Aaron Katursky is at the courthouse in Atlanta and says the former president's bail has been set at $200,000. When former President Trump arrives here on Thursday, the sheriff has said just like all 18 of his co-defendants, he expects the former president to be fingerprinted and have his mugshot taken, and he'll be doing it at a rather notorious jail.